Church. That sounded like a lot of work right there, taking care of those two. You know, taking out the trash, that's a lot of work too. <laughs> Revenge is mine, saith the Lord. So we'll leave that to him. Um, I love the Lord tonight. How many are glad to be at a midweek service? How many are glad we can assemble ourselves without anybody bothering us? Amen. I'm glad to be a part of God's kingdom tonight. If you guys have your Bibles, we're going to turn to uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. We're going to be in verse 8. Verse 8. I don't know about you, but I'm glad we have a hope tonight. I'm glad we have a hope. In a world that's full of chaos and and mess and, and, uh, and ugliness, we have a hope. Sister Serena, we have, we have Jesus on our side tonight. In verse 8, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, church. We're going to talk about Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you could, Pastor, say a prayer over the word tonight. Amen, church. You may be seated tonight. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Now, when we look at this verse, we look, the first two words is Jesus Christ. It doesn't say money. It doesn't say your house, your car, Brother Jason, but it says Jesus Christ, something that will live forever, something that is with us forever and, and, and always. But it doesn't have... It doesn't put an, a natural thing in there, Brother Mike. It, it puts something eternal. It puts someone eternal. It's Jesus Christ, something that never changes, something that never, that, that never sways, something that never falters, never fails, you and I today. Throughout this life, we experience change, Brother Brad. We experience, you know, things that don't always stay the same. We experience change. And it's funny to think, you know, as we were driving, we've been, you know, I live right off of 31, and I pass our new building every day. And it's funny to me, you know, life changes. Life changes. And, 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 and as I, one, one Sunday we were driving down 31, I looked over, and I, you, you can't really see the church from 31 very well, but you can see, you can just imagine it behind Hardy's there. And I could see myself as a young kid, you know, I grew up in this community, I grew up in Whiteland, and as I was a young kid, Pastor, you know, I would, I would go in there, and I would remember going there with my family, with my mom, and she'd buy us a movie, or she'd buy us, you know, some books, and, and, I, would, and I would remember if, I, if the computer failed at the house, Sister Melissa, we'd go to the library to get on their computer and mess around for a little while, and it's funny that things change, life changes, and, and, and as, I, as I drive past 31, every day I remind myself, you know, that's your new church, and it's, and it's funny how things change, and it's funny how life changes, and it has a d- different direction sometimes than what we think it, it should go. And, and, and during my life, you know, I've, I'm 26 years old, and I feel like I'm 80, but, you know, neither 
it's neither there nor here, but during my life, I've experienced some change. You know, I've, I've lived in this town my whole life. I've seen things come and go. I've seen fields turn into to big industrial parks, these warehouses that are just swallowing up the countryside. Seems like they're building and, and just swallowing up our, our, our land in a hurry. But I've seen new neighborhoods pop up out of nowhere, and I've seen old structures that have been torn down and new buildings come up. And, and when my grandpa passed away, uh, my dad sold the house, their house, and uh, we didn't know it was going to be destroyed. We didn't know it was going to be wrecked, but the town had somebody that, that bought, the, bought the place, and, and they destroyed it because they're going to put something there. And in my heart, I was like, wow. You know, they just tore, ripped a piece of me out because that was my grandma and grandpa's house. That was where, you know, we, we were raised. We were running around and had fun and had a good time. But it's crazy how life changes, and, it, and it's rough how life changes, and it, and it doesn't care. Life does not, you know, this world does not care about you and I today. It'll change in a moment, in a, in a twinkling of an eye, and a snap of a finger, it's going to change. And it, does, it has no remorse for you and I today, this life does. And, and, you know, some things don't change, church. Think of that today. Some things don't change. My Jesus is still a healer, and he's still a provider. My God is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. How many believe that tonight, church? How many believe you know where your help comes from? God does not change. He does not fault. He does not fail tonight. If you want something to change in your life, give it to the one that does not change. If you want something different in your life, Brother Chris, if you desire something different in your life, give it to the one that doesn't change the one that stays the same, the one that always has an answer. How many believe God always has an answer? God has never left me empty. God has never left me answerless. You know, if you desire a change, start turn to the one that stays the same, church. He's an on-time God, and he will forever be an on-time God. There's so many times that we, I've told the hyphen this so many times, but, you know, we, we think, you know, God's timing should be our timing. We, come, we go to the Lord and we expect things right now, right then and there. And that's not how God works sometimes. But he works in his own timing. He has never let me down and he never will let me down. He has never abandoned you and he will never abandon you. Those that feel like they've been left out in left field, and, and I've told this to our hyphen group before, but when I used to play baseball in high school, they threw me out in the left field because I wasn't that good. Anybody who knows sports, left field is where none of the action takes place. You know, I either pitched or I batted pretty good, but other than that, I couldn't catch a ball for nothing, probably. And, you know, and if you feel like that tonight, if you feel like you're abandoned, you're not alone. God is here in this place. If you have a need, God is here, and he's willing to meet your need tonight. Times may change. Seasons may change. Jobs may change. People may change. Your friends may change. But God remains the same. God remains the same through this life, church. How many are glad we have a faithful God tonight? One that sees us through every temptation, every trial, every situation that we may find ourselves in. He's faithful. If this world wasn't so inconsistent, I, wouldn't, I would never experience the consistency of my Lord. You know, this, this world, a lot of people say this world's tough, but it proves the point that God is a healer. It proves the point that God is a provider. A lot of people look, you know, look at their stance in life and say, well, there's, there's never a moment that I'm going to get past this. There's never, I'm not going to get past this in my life. But, but, but we, we got to understand that sometimes those, those problems in our life, they, they, they push us towards God. 
And God has a, has a way of changing some things. And God has a way of molding you and I and shaping you and I today in the manner that he wants to. Sometimes living for God isn't easy. You know, as I said, said that tonight, God, living for God isn't easy. If, you're do, if it's easy for you, you're doing something wrong. Because the devil has you right where he wants you. In, in Matthew 8, you know, we're going to talk about Matthew 8. It says, while the waves were crashing and the ship was being tossed to and fro, Jesus never changed. He never abandoned the ship, but he stood right where he was and rebuked the winds and the sea, and they settled. In Genesis chapter 37, Joseph, I like the story of Joseph because it has the same name as me. But Joseph's own family tried to kill him. Can you imagine that? Your own family tried to kill you. Your own family tried to wipe you out, tried to take you out because of jealousy. Because they thought you were the favorite. And, 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 and so we're going to kill you, Joseph. We're going we're gonna to make sure you don't ever breathe another breath of life ever again. And he ended up in a prison, but God remained the same. And he was sold into slavery, and he remained the, God remained the same. He never changed. He was right there waiting for Joseph at the end of everything. Even though everything, every, everything and everyone turned against Joseph, God remained the same through his situation, through his trial. Job is another one. Job had everything taken, but his own life taken away from him. His wife told him to curse God and die. Job, you might as well just curse God and die. You might as well just give up right now, Lenny. You might as well throw in the towel when, when it gets rough. When, when everything hits the fan, you, you better just give up and, and just give in and, and, and give in to the enemy. How, I'm not going to stand here and give in to the enemy tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift my hands and know where my help comes from tonight, church. How many know where your help comes from tonight? It's the master, the one who never changes, the one who stays the same in every trial and every test. Some may say, how can a God... That does not change, feel the way I feel, or understand my pain, or know what I'm going through. How can someone that never changes, Paul, someone that stays the same, some, someone that all, has an answer for everything, how do, they, how do they know, you know, what I'm going through? How do they know really what I feel inside, how, how I feel, my emotions, how do they feel that? And Psalm, if you have your Bibles, we, we don't have, you, if, you, if you want to, you can turn there, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to uh, read through this. It says, Psalms 139, 1 through 8. David, David describes God as being everywhere. He describes God as being everywhere, and he's a great God. Psalms 139, verse 1 through 8 says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Keep in mind, this is David talking. This is David speaking. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path, thou compasses my path, sorry, I can't read, and my lying down and art acquainted with all mine ways, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. How many know the Lord knows it all together? He's got a plan, he's got a purpose. Verse 5 goes on, it says, thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me, and such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from thy, thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. God is everywhere you are today. You know, you may think you can hide from God, but you cannot hide from him today. He knows exactly where you and I are. 
David describes that God has been everyone. And I ask this question, how does God know where I'm at? How does God feel the pain that I feel? How does God feel where I'm at in my situation? We know a term that we use in this faith is omnipresent. Omnipresent. Meaning everywhere at the same time. You can't escape God. He knows right where you're at. So if you feel like, you know, God doesn't understand my situation, he knows right where you're at, Sister Lucinda. He knows exactly what trips us up, what, what makes us fall each and every time. But he knows, he, and he goes with us every single day, and he's there. There's reasons why people come out of the hospital that we're told you're not coming out of this hospital. There's reasons why people come out of the car wrecks, Brother Paul, and they say, you know, you weren't supposed to survive that car wreck. There's reasons why people get healed of diseases. It's because they hold on to that unchanging hand. The, the, the one, the maker of you and I today, who knows every hair on the top of our head. Some may not have any, but he knows exactly what's going on today, church. He remains the same. So not only does, does God go with you everywhere and he follows you and I throughout our lives, he remains consistent. How many have a friend that's consistent? How many know somebody that you can call them up within a second, Brother Jason, and they'll be there right at your doorstep waiting on you? Let's go. Come on. And, you know, I'm glad I have a friend named Jesus Christ tonight. He doesn't change his plans. He doesn't change the path that that he sets me on. But I can trust and believe in him that he holds my tomorrow. He holds my next day. Even though my past may have been terrible, even though my past may have affected me in some way, he holds my future in his hand. He remains consistent. If this world wasn't so inconsistent, I would never experience the consistency of my Lord. He remains consistent through any trial, any storm, any test, in any situation. His mercy, you know, Brother Harper preached on his mercy Sunday, and it, and it got to me. God is a merciful God. Each and every one of us have failed him. Each and every one of us have turned our back on him. Peter, he said, you're going to die me three times, Peter. And Peter said, no, I'm not, Lord. I will never do that. How many have, how many have done every, anything you told the Lord, I'll never do, but I, I've done it. I've done it. I've been there. I'll be the first one to raise my hand. I'm guilty of it. And God has, has showed his mercy to each and every one of us in this place. He says, his mercy does not fluctuate, and his grace does not vary. There's no fluctuation to Jesus today. He's not, he's not just going to bless you only when you're on the high top, Brother Jediah, but he's going to bless you in the lows, in the, in the valley. He remains consistent. Because my God is omnipotent, all-powerful, Because my God is omniscient, all-knowing, and because my God is omnipresent everywhere, there is hope for you and I today. There is hope for each and every one of us today. How many are glad for the hope of glory today? Jesus Christ. Whatever we may face in this life, there is hope for you and I today. No matter how big or how small it may seem, Brother Brad, God has created a way of escape for you and I today. God has a way of escape for you and I today. And I'm going to tell a story of a life of Lawrence Tuning. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of that man's name before Lawrence Tuning says in 1992 and this is him speaking it says when my wife and I experienced what we now call our year of sorrows my father died that year we were facing health problems I had come to a point of burnout being from being in a pastoral ministry for 19 years and the church that had helped plant that I helped plant was entering the first phases of what became a devastating split a devastating split. I was also evaluating the focus of my calling. I was weary and discouraged. Then in the summer of 1992, my wife experienced her third miscarriage. We wept as we held the tiny 14-week uh, fetus 
of our son in our hands. It truly felt as if our visions and dreams had slipped right through like they were only grains of sand. It seemed as if the best years were over. How many of you have experienced a trial in your life where you feel like there's no, there's no other, down the road there's nothing left for me. There's no hope in sight. He says, I was given a sabbatical um, from pastoring for six months, which means a leave. So he left the pastor, pastor uh, from pastoring for six months. During that time, my wife and I grieved and prayed. And then it goes on and says, I also began to play the piano again for hours at a time, alone with God. It says, during this time of sadness and uncertainty, the Holy Spirit gave me a song which I entitled. A lot of people know this song. It says, The Anchor Holds. The anchor holds. As I would sing it, I began to experience God's comfort, encouragement, and hope. Eventually, fresh vision came, and I entered a new phase of the calling on my life. And if you haven't heard that song, the chorus goes on, and it says, The the anchor holds, though the ship is battered. The anchor holds, though the sails are torn. I have fallen on my knees as I have faced the raging seas. The anchor holds in spite of the storm. How many are glad in spite of the storm, God knows where you're at tonight, church? In spite of everything that's going on in your life, you know, I may have had a hiccup here and there. I may have fallen. I may have failed you, God, but your anchor holds tonight. He is a God of hope. He is a God of refuge. He is a God of second chances tonight, church. Jesus Christ is that anchor of hope. When the sea is raging... When life gets crazy, he is that anchor. He is that firm foundation. He is the unchanging factor that we can hold on to, Chris. He is that unchanging hand that we can hold on to tonight. Let me tell you something, church. If you desire relief, if you've desired, if you've been longing for a change, give it to Jesus Christ. If you desire something different, if you're tired of the old ways, if you're tired of the old man, if you're tired of the old habits, if you're tired of the old routine, of just coming in here and just playing church, you know, give it to God, and he'll make it a real a real thing to you today. You can't change your past tonight, church. You can't change the way people have treated you or what life has thrown your way, but through the precious blood of the Lamb, you can most certainly change your future. You can change your future. Tonight doesn't have to be a place of a, of a dying, of a dying sense. Tonight is a place of life and a breath of fresh air for you and I tonight. If the musicians want to come tonight, I know this might have been a short short lesson, but I believe it's time and I believe, you know, the anchor is something we got to hold on to tonight. And who is that anchor? It's Jesus Christ. It's none other than Jesus Christ. It's not money. Money will not sustain you and I today. It's not your house. Your house will not sustain you. It's not your job. Your your job is going to pass away and everything is going gonna, is gonna to be thrown in the garbage when we leave this place. And, you know, we got to hold on to the things that truly matter. And what truly matters is Jesus. What truly matters is your soul today and tonight. It says, but through the precious blood of the Lamb, you can most certainly change your future. I'm glad I have a future tonight. I'm glad I have something to look forward to. David was once one of the greatest kings to ever rule, and yet he couldn't change his past. David was one of the greatest kings. He did, he, he did one of the most greatest things, and, and he took after Saul, and, 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 and we find out that he was a powerful man of God. But even he couldn't change his past. 
Even he failed God. And his past caught up to him. The time to change is now, church. The time to change is now. If anything, we need to have an urgency. Like my wife spoke a couple weeks ago, it, it, it ringed into my ears and it said, you know, we have to have an urgency. We have to make a priority. We have to make our church a priority. We have to make our church life a, a priority. Or you're going to see yourself go backwards in Jesus. Don't wait until it's too late to change. David waited too late. David tried to cover up his mistake and his lack thereof to make the right decision. David's actions caused him to lose his son. He had a son with Bathsheba, and, and, and he tried killing Uriah on the front lines, and, it, and, it, and he was successful in doing that. But he wasn't successful in, in hiding from God his sin and hiding from God his mentality and hiding from God his decision that he made. And we've got to understand that today. You can't hide from God. God is omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He's everywhere. My God is a healer tonight, church. If you tried this and you've tried that, you've tried the pills, you've tried the alcohol, you've tried a radical lifestyle of the world, try Jesus tonight. Try Jesus tonight, church. Some may say, how can I find an ounce of hope in this situation I find myself in? The answer is that, the answer is through the anchor. Who is the anchor? Is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is that anchor. He is the hope of glory tonight, church. Because of Jesus, we have a hope. Because of a perfect and unchanging God, we have a way of escape. How many are glad we have a way of escape? You know, we have a way of, of escape. Anybody ever try to fill out those little puzzles they have where you, you know, you, you, it's like a circle, but it's a maze. And you try to get through it, and you just keep hitting block after block after block. You know, that's how living for the world seems like. That's a lot how the world treats us. We can try this, we can try that, but it's a block in our spiritual man. It's a block in our natural man. And if we, if we ever get, get, get progress in life, it's through Jesus Christ tonight. So Jesus is that anchor. He is that hope of glory. Because of Jesus, we have a hope tonight, church. Because of a perfect, unchanging God, we have a way of escape. Don't sit and wait, but get to the master while there is time. Don't wait until it's too late, like David did. Don't wait till it's too late. David could have stopped all that mess. David could have stopped all that mess. He could have stopped and he could have said, Uriah, you know, come back. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I did. You know, I did this wrong. I, I messed up. Give me a second chance, you know. And he could have went to God and said, forgive me, Lord, right then and there. And, and everything would have been fine, I'm sure. But he tried hiding it. You can't hide from God today. I can't hide from God today. He has a plan. He has a purpose. But you cannot hide from God today if you want to see that f- fulfilled in your life. The, the only anchor that was, that's going to hold, church, is, is Jesus Christ tonight. The only anchor that's going to hold you and I is Jesus Christ tonight. And the church would stand tonight. You know, I know this might be a short message, but I'm glad I have an anchor that I can hold on to. I'm glad I have an unchanging God. No, 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 no sickness, no, no job situation, no financial situation can, can detour that, can detour God today. He is an unchanging God tonight. I'm glad to be here tonight. I'm glad for this church. I love this church tonight. This is all I got for you. I love you.